Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Mark Sepulveda with Impact Church San Diego coming at you with Wednesday Night Bible Study, where we come together every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. on Impact Church San Diego Facebook and YouTube pages. Just look us up at Impact Church San Diego. I hope this message blesses you and inspires you. God bless you. God's will. Uh, we're doing a Bible study series called um, Walking with Jesus series, and today we're going to be walking in God's will. What does it mean to be walking in God's will? Uh, what is God's will for your life, <clears throat> and uh, how how can we walk in God's will? What do we need to do to walk in God's will, and how do we walk in abundance of life that Jesus had promised in the Bible? Well, we're going to go into the scriptures today, and we're going to read. If you have your Bibles. And we're going to pray right after we read this scripture. If you have your Bibles, if you have your laptops, whatever you're not live streaming on, or you can look here right on the screen. We're going to go ahead and to the Word of God. To Colossians chapter 4, verse 12. And the Word of God reads like this. And it says that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of of God, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Today's Bible study is called Walking in God's Will. Right where you're at, where you're where you're watching this, where you're live streaming, we're going to go ahead and close our eyes. We're going to bow our heads in prayer so that God could bless this live stream, so that He can that He can perform something within your life and uh, and through these words that you, we hear today. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for this opportunity to come before you, Lord Jesus, via this technology, God, that you have given us, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for for live streams, God, for getting the word out in the airways, for just to reaching people who we don't even see on a daily basis, God. We ask you, God, that you bless their hearts, that you touch them, Lord Jesus, that you that you work with them, God, and, and just bless them right where they're at, God. We thank you, Lord God. We honor you and we love you. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to go ahead and we're going to walk in the will of God. As the scripture said in Colossians chapter 4, verse 12, it says that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Like I said in the beginning, what is God's will? What is God's will for your life? How do we obtain God's will? And how we how can we discern God's will for our life? Are you are we even walking in the will of God? Are we doing anything for the will of God? How is our Christian walk? How is your Christian walk? And and we gotta ask ourselves that are we doing the right thing? Amen. So with that said, I want to pose another scripture here. I do not have it up on the screen, but it reads like this. It's it's in uh, John chapter 10, verse 10. And we all know the scripture, how it starts out. It says, the thief cometh, the thief comes not but to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Do you ever try to figure out how can we have an abundant life? Have you ever tried to keep up with the Joneses? Have you ever tried to figure out why does this person have it better than you do and you work the same job as you do? You have the same skills, you have the same, you know, you have the same things, but yet this person seems to have it all a little bit more put together than you do. Um, whether you call it jealousy or whether you're just trying to figure out how how did this happen and how can I 
better myself so that I can have an abundant life. Well, money is not all about having an abundant life. Having it all is not about an abundant life. Look at the people in Hollywood. They have money. They have fame. They have fortune. They have cars. But would you say that they have an abundant life? Many of them are dying on the inside. Many are hurting on the inside. Many are destroyed on the inside. They have to put up a facade on a daily basis just to get by. They play so many characters in their movies that they don't even know who they are anymore, praise God. But once we get back and we realize that we were created in the image of God and that image is in Christ Jesus, and we find that image and receive that image and be baptized in, the, in that image, we tend to conform to that image, praise God, in Christianity. We, 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 that's how we live an abundant life, is finding the will of God. Praise God. Many people look for it in, 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 in you know, in lottery tickets, praise God. And, and you know, it, I, I would honestly, I'm uh, hands down right now. I, I'm not, I'm not lying to you. I would love to have a million dollars. Praise God. But if I was not in Christ Jesus, that would not give me an abundant life. That wouldn't even give me peace in my life. Praise God. Probably cause more havoc than anything else. The only way to truly live an abundant life is to walk in God's will. To walk in God's will. What does this mean? What does it mean to walk in God's will? And in, in order for us to enjoy an abundant life, we need to consistently seek the will of God for our lives. We need to consistently seek Him. Well, how can you find or find a God or contact a God that we can't even see? He's an invisible God. Even Jesus says, I am the image of the invisible God. Yes, but he's given you his word to read. He's given you his scripture to read. It's God's love letter to you and me, praise God. And we need to open it up every once in a while. Have you ever had a had a, a high school crush or a you know somebody that you liked? And back in the days, we didn't have texting. We didn't have cell phones. We had to write things down and put it on a piece of paper, fold it really nice and neat and put the little tab that says pull here in order to see what our crush our high school crush or elementary crush or whatever it was in order for you to see what they read to you you had to open it up now god had uh, specifically put words praise god written down by men of god inspired by god hallelujah the bible says that the the the, the bible is is god breathed praise god and, and and it's used to teach to rebuke and to instruct and how are we going to get that instruction if we don't open it up how are we going to know what god's will for our life if we don't open it up how are we going to figure out what god wants us to do and how he wants us to live how are we supposed to figure out god's will for our life if we don't open up the word of god now you might say what is god's will for my life what do i need to do what's so what you know what what is my purpose in christ jesus so many people in the world today are looking for purposes or a purpose for their life. You might you wake up in the morning, what is my purpose? What does God want me to do in my life? What is God, what is God's will for my life? What is my purpose? What am I doing? Why am I waking up this morning besides going to, you know, going to an, a, a job that, you know, people like me or they don't like me or I don't like being at, praise God. You know, we go to work we, uh, for five days out of the week. We go to school uh, for five days out of the week. You know, we got to do this. We got to do that. We come home, we eat, we sleep. We do it again every single week, every single day. It's a rat race, praise God. And, and to try to please people that, basically cannot benefit you benefit benefit you spiritually it's like having a, a dead-end job it's a rat race praise god sometimes they find a goal that they want to reach such as a degree have you uh, do you have a degree 
I got a couple of degrees myself. I ain't bragging or anything because it's not that great. <laughs> a degree, a completion, a promotion or whatever. But after that is completed, there again, we're questioning, is this all for my life? Sometimes when you reach where you think you needed to reach, then you start to question, is, is this it? Is this where God wants me to be? See, once we realize God's purpose for our lives, we begin to live a life that is perfect and complete, like Colossians 4.12 had just said. We need to walk in the will of God in order to get that abundance, praise God. You know, and a lot of people think that ministry is, is uh, just going up and singing and preaching and, you know, doing those types of things. And the thing is, though, that God has gifted you with specific gifts, with things inside of you. Amen. Many times we go to God and we pray and we ask, God, what is my gift? What is my ministry? What is it that you want me to do? And if you open up your heart and you pray to God with a sincere heart, he be careful. He just might answer you and give you something. You just might get what you pray for, praise God. So be ready for God to answer that calling or to answer that prayer. Many times we pray and fast for God to give us a gift. According to uh, 1 Corinthians 7, 7, reads like this. I will put up a scripture right now. You got to excuse me. I'm, I'm using two hands and I need more than two hands in order for this to happen. 1 Corinthians 7, 7 reads like this. That is not 1 Corinthians 7, 7. <laughs> for I wish, Paul is speaking, for I wish that all men were even as I myself. That, but each one has his own gift from God, but each, each one. So everybody say each, say I have. Each man has his own gift from God one in this manner and another in that praise god so paul is saying that i wish that everybody has you know the gifts that i have <laughs> i i wish that you were blessed like i was blessed i wish you knew the things that i knew i wish that you knew the gifts that i had or had the gifts that i have but he says but each one has his own gift from god but one in this manner and another in that one so not everybody has the same gift. Not everybody has the gift of singing. Not everybody has the gift of ministering, teaching, or preaching. Not everybody has that gift, but everybody has a little bit of something that they could use for the honor and glory of God. Everybody has something to use, as 1 Corinthians 7, 7 says. We already have a gift from God. When you were created in your mother's womb, like the Bible says, you were created in the image of God. Hallelujah. And if you were created in the image of God, he has made you for a specific purpose, a particular purpose, praise God, in your life. And that we have a gift from God. We should be praying and fasting to develop that gift, whatever it may be. It may be as something small, as simple as sweeping the church steps. It might be picking up, you know, after, you know, after, after the service is over. It might be just, you know, washing the pastor's car or whatever it is. Praise God. Whatever it is, you know, do it as if you're doing it for Christ our Lord. Praise God. From the day we were born, we were given a gift to serve God. Hallelujah. 1 Timothy 4.14 says, Neglect not the gift that is in you. 
Neglect not the gift that is in you. God has purposed you with the gift, praise God. If we push it to one side, we are pushing God's gift to one side and we'll never live a life of abundance and we'll never know of walking in the will of God. Hallelujah. And, and if you don't know, if you don't ever figure out or ever feel like what it is to walk in the will of God, you'll never know your purpose and you'll never know an abundant life. Hallelujah. So we were given a gift. So neglect not the gift that is in you. In 1 Timothy 4.14 says. Many may disagree that if we pray hard enough for a gift, that God will give us whatever we want. That, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a misnomer, praise God. That's, a, that's not a true statement. That is not a true statement. If we pray, God will give us what we want. The Bible says if you delight yourself in the Lord, God will give you the desires of your heart. And that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, because I, I desire a lot of things. I desire, I can desire a bunch of stuff, you know? I said, wow, if I delight myself in the Lord, you mean that God's going to give me the desires of my heart? Uh, yes and no, praise God. He will put desires in your heart to follow and to serve him uh, in order to walk in abundance of life, in order to walk in, in, um, in, in, in God's will, praise God. We need to delight ourselves in the Lord. And why not? He's the one that had died for us on the cross, praise God. And God will give you according to what you are worth. God will give you according to what you can handle. Now, there's a story in the Bible in Matthew chapter 25. I don't, you probably already know that one already. Matthew chapter 25, it speaks about the, the, the talents. Um, Three servants. There was a there was a, a master. He was going to go on vacation, and he had three servants. He gave one talent to one person. He gave two talents to another ser servant, and he gave five talents to another one. Praise God! And as he was gone, he went on vacation. He did his own thing. He went away, but he entrusted his stuff. He entrusted his stuff to his servants. One was given one, one was given two, another one was given another one was given five, praise God. So the one that had five talents, he went out and he invested it. He worked that money and he gained five more. The one that was given two talents, he also worked it, he invested it. I don't know what they were doing on the side. Were they gambling? Were they playing three card Monty? Were they playing poker? I have no idea. They took a chance on using that money to gain more money back. Whatever they did, that one with two, he also gained another two. So he had four total, praise God. The other one, he saw he saw that he only had one talent and he knew how his master was and you know how how a hard man his master was, so that he took that one talent and he he hid it. What he did was he dug a hole, he stuck that talent in there, and he buried it, and uh he no longer to be seen, praise God. And uh the Bible says after after a certain time, it doesn't say how long it was. It said after a certain time, the owner came back. The master came back. And he said, and the one with the five talents said, look it, because he was the most excited because he gained the most money because he had the most money to begin with. So the one with the five talents said, look it, you gave me five. I worked it and I gained another five. Look it, now it's 10 talents total. He said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Praise God, come into the joy of the Lord. 
And then he saw the one with the guy was two talents came up to the man to say, look, you gave me two talents. I worked it and I gained two more. So I have four talents total. He doubled his money, no matter what it was. The one with five doubled his money. Okay. He doubled his money. It doesn't matter if he was given five, 10 or 20 talents. He doubled his money. Nonetheless, the one that was given two talents came back and said, look, at I gained two more. He doubled his money. Whether it was two, four, six, or eight, doesn't matter. He doubled his money. He did just as well as the one who doubled his money that had five. Now, the one who had one talent didn't do anything with it. The servant went up to the master and said, look, I know what kind of hard man you are. I know how you do business and stuff like that. So I was afraid to do anything with that talent, lest, lest uh, uh, you know, you get mad at me and stuff. So here i you gave me one talent i gave i hid it so that i knew i would have it when you come back and here you go i'm giving you back what you gave me but isn't that honorable in other sense you know what i didn't want to lose the gift that you given me so i, I hid it away i didn't want to lose it i didn't want to mess it up i didn't want to do anything bad with it i didn't want to do anything i didn't want to i didn't want to lose it i i just i i was afraid that i might lose this one because it's only one you gave this guy over here five and, and, you know, if he lost one or whatever, you know, that was fine. You gave him five. This guy, too, you know, he could have 50-50, you know, he would have just lost one and he would have had one just like me. But you gave me one and I was afraid to lose it for you. So here it is. I'm giving back what you gave me. Probably with the big fat smile on his face. Hey, I'm giving back what you gave me. You know, you gave me one, I'm giving it to you back. That sounds like a, a nice thing, right? <laughs> he said to his servant, look at you wicked servant. He's probably drawn back like, well, wait a minute. You're calling me a wicked servant? You, I, you gave me a talent, I'm giving it back to you. Yeah, it's not like I didn't double it like these guys, but I'm giving you what you gave me. Isn't that good? Isn't that protective of me? You wicked servant. At least you you buried, you hid it. You took it and buried it and put it in the ground. You didn't want anybody else to see it. You took what I gave you and, and you covered it up so that nobody could see what I gave you. At least you could have took it to the bankers for you know to gain interest out of that one talent. At least you could have did that. But you didn't do anything with it. See, you got to put yourself in that servant's shoes. He thought he was doing a good thing by, by taking care of what he, was, what he was given. He took care of what he was given. The other guy with the five talents and the guy with the two talents, they took a chance on perhaps maybe losing what they were given. But this guy thought he was doing a great thing. And decided to put away and hide what he was given so that he can successfully give it back to his master, proudfully saying, Master, I wish I had a coin here. Master, you gave me a coin. You you you, you gave me a five talents. What do I have here? You gave me five talents, and I'm giving it. You, I mean, you gave him five, you gave him two, but you gave me one. But guess what? I'm giving it back to you.
and he gives it to him. Fidget spinner. <laughs> I'm giving it back to you. Isn't that cool of me to keep and hold dear and keep it safe so when you return, you can have it back? You got to put yourself in that servant's shoes thinking that I'm doing good by doing this. I'm doing a good thing. He was happy. He was probably ecstatic saying, the master's coming. I'm going to give him what he gave me. But the master ended up rebuking him saying, thou wicked, evil servant. At least you could have put it someplace to gain interest. You could have gave it to the money changers, to the bankers, to gain interest. He didn't do anything with it. He didn't do a thing with it. So the servant must have felt, wait a minute, what did I do wrong? These guys gambled and, well, they, you know, they doubled their money. Me, I played the safe bet and I get chewed out. And I get cast out into utter darkness. The Bible says where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. What a place to be after playing it safe. See, God will get, he gave one five one two one one. To them, he gave them an amount that they could handle. He knew the guy that he gave five talents to, he could handle five. Maybe he had a lot of good gifts. Maybe he knew how to handle money. Maybe he was more responsible. He gave him five. The other one, he only gave two. Not, not, to, not to, you know, to make him look a lot less than the other guy, but he knew this guy could only handle two. So you, you're good with five. You, I'm going to give you two because you need to work on yourself a little bit. You need to work on things a little bit. So I'm going to give you two. Okay, you, my man, you know, I, I'm, you still have a gift. I'm going to give you this talent. I'm going to give you this gift. You still have a gift. You still have a gift. There's a gift inside of you. It may be small. It may be small, but how you use this gift and what you do with this gift, praise God, God is going to see it through. God's going to bless it. He's going to multiply it, but you need to use this gift. So the talents that was given out were sense responsibilities of how God sees us in our ministries, in our Christian walk, in our lives, praise God. So how, if you were one of the, if you were one of the three servants, Will you be the one that were given five or the one that was given two or the one that was given one? So the one who had earned five talents more, who doubled his money, both of them doubled their money. He said, you know what? I want you to give the one that I gave you that single talent that I gave you. I want you to give it to the guy who gained five. If you can't handle the little thing that I gave you, I'm going to take it from you and I'm going to give it to somebody else. See, look at We need God in our spiritual walk. Praise God. We need God in order to praise God in order to in order to function in our Christian walk because if we're doing a Christian walk without God, you're just walking. You're just doing it by yourself. You're just walking. There is no Christian walk. Praise God without God. So if God gave us a talent, if he gave us a gift and we don't use it, he's going to remove that gift and give it to somebody else who's more worthy than you. The Bible says you're going to go where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Praise God. 
I don't want to go there. I don't want my gifts to be. What's your gift? What what talent did God give you that you haven't used yet? Yet we're asking God, you know, God, I want to be a preacher. I want to be an evangelist. I want to be this. I want to be that. But what did you do with the thing that God initially gave you? What talent did God gave you? Give you in order for him, you to use the little thing that, see, if you were to use the little thing that God gave you first, he would give you bigger things. He would give you a little bit more. The guy with five talents, he doubled his money, got five more. He took the one that was from the, uh, that, that no good servant that didn't do anything with it. He gave it to that guy because that guy performed pretty good. He used his talents. Why didn't he give it to the one with two? Well, maybe there, if there was four servants and two servants didn't do anything with it, he probably would give them, you know, uh, his his talents as well. Praise God! But the moral of the story is: if you do not use what God has given you, He will take away what He's given you, and He will give it to somebody else. God does not need us. Praise God! We need Him. He wants to use us to reach people in this world. He wants to use us to evangelize, to preach and teach and baptize. Praise God! But if we do not do it, He's going to find somebody else to do it. And you're thinking, "Wow, why is this guy? You know, this guy's doing this. This guy's preaching here. This guy's preaching there." Man, that should be me. That should be me. Well, that should have been you if you would have took the right steps in the first place. Praise God. Yes. Many times we have mistaken ideas of what a gift is. Praise God. Many times we think that gifts are only those of preaching, teaching, and singing. That, that, but that's not the case. There, <clears throat> there's a man in the Bible. His name is Obed-Edom. He's in, in the book of... Uh, um, in the Old Testament, praise God. Now, we that's not a name that we normally would know, praise God. But if we read the book in the book of 2 Samuel chapter 6, Obed-Edom, basically, he was a person that just watched over the ark. See, when David was bringing over the ark and they didn't know exactly how to make a travel with the ark and 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 the ark started to rock and 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 move and and Uzzah went over there to put his hands on the ark to keep it from tipping over and Uzzah lost his life. So they kind of figured, wait a minute, we're doing this wrong. David said, we need to regroup. We need to figure out what we're doing. We need to we need to do something in order we we let's go back to the scriptures. <laughs> Let, let's try, let's go back to the scriptures to see how we're supposed to travel with the presence of God. See, the ark was the presence of God, and, and, and there was a specific way that you were supposed to travel with the ark, and David wasn't doing it, and somebody lost their lives. So what they did was they took the ark, and they took it to the nearest house. So the nearest house was Obed-Edom, praise God. Well, the Bible says that the, that the time that the, that, the, that the ark was at his house, at Obed-Edom, we're just going to call it obed the time that the ark was at Obed's house, he was blessed significantly just for watching over the ark. Now here, check this out. The Bible says that Obed, he was, he was an usher. The ark of the covenant was at Obed's house for three months. Praise God. He watched over it for three months as King David was bringing back the ark to the city. Now, Obed was an usher. For the, he, was, uh, he was an usher for the Lord. Now, we don't think much, much of ushers sometimes in our, our churches. As you come in, you might see a, a greeting committee, a smiling face. An usher that, you know, passes the bucket around or the basket or the offering plate. You know, somebody that shows you to your seat, you know. And 
no matter what job it is, like like I said, whether cleaning the church, sweeping the church steps, it doesn't matter what it is. Everybody plays his part in, in, in the body of Christ, praise God. But the Bible says that Obed was an usher. But he was so blessed because he realized that his purpose was not to sing, preach, or teach, but rather than to fulfill God's gift for his life by being an usher. God bless him for just being an usher. God bless him for showing people to their seats. God bless him for greeting people on the way into the church, praise God. Once we realize our gift and decide to develop it, to the utmost, God will do great things with our lives. God will do good things with your gift. What are you going to do with your single talent? You might not have five talents nor two talents, but you might have one talent. You might have one gift. What are you doing with that one gift? How is God using you with that one gift? Or are you burying it so that nobody does it, so that nobody will even know that you have a gift? What, what, what's your gift? What's your talent in Christ? What's your purpose? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I have a purpose. I don't, I don't know if I have a talent. Can you sing? You can sing. You can sing for the Lord. Do you know how to do construction? Because churches need fixing up. Do you know how to do mechanic stuff? Because there's a lot of brothers and sisters with cars that are breaking down. And that's the reason why they don't go to church in the first place. Oh, I can't because my car broke down. I didn't want to push my car again. The car ran out of gas. Do you have a few dollars? Maybe you can give a few dollars, you know, a couple of gallons of gas for that brother or sister who needs to come to church. Praise God. And the people that do stay home from church, they don't even watch on live stream. Praise God. Once we start using and developing the individual gifts God has given us, we will notice that there is so many different ways to minister. Once you start using the little things in your life, you'll realize what, how much more God can use you and how much more of an abundant life when you are used by God and walking according to His will doing what he wants you to do, doing what he has blessed you with, doing what he has talented you or gifted you with, you'll realize that once you start walking in the will of God, you will be living in an abundant life. Paul realized this, praise God. He realized that he was walking in an abundant life, praise God. And he knew that nothing was going to come against him. He knew that nothing can stop him. And once he realized that he was walking in an abundant life, praise God, he started saying in the book of Romans uh, chapter 8, verse 38 and 39, praise God. Let me get it up here. It says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I am persuaded of all these things that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Paul knew this because he realized his purpose and his gift, his talent that God has given him was to evangelize the world. He started churches. He ministered, praise God. He healed the sick. He casted out demons, praise God. All because God had gifted him and he realized his gift and he started to walk in the will of God. And that's why he said, I'm persuaded of these things that nothing 
nor height, nor depth, nor hell, nor nothing, demons, nothing is going to separate us from the love of God. And once we realize that we are gifted by God, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, nothing's going to stop us from preaching and teaching the gospel, from helping the people, from feeding the poor, from doing what we can do, praise God. What do you think I'm doing right now on my own Facebook page, on Impact Church page? Pray, and if you see the little flags on the bottom right there, you can go ahead and follow us on YouTube. I got many preachings there, praise Praise God. We need to preach, evangelize the world. And how can we do it in this techie sis, in this techie life? In the, on Spotify, you can listen to the preachings there. Follow Impact Church San Diego on all these platforms right here. Hallelujah. God has gifted each and every one of us to do his will. And if we don't do his will, he will take away that talent that he's given you and he'll give it to somebody else who can. Have you ever been turned down by a promotion at work? You said to yourself, man, I should have got that promotion. I tried out for this. I applied for that. I put my resume in for that. I didn't get it. That guy doesn't deserve it. That guy doesn't even know how to lead. This guy doesn't even know what we're building here. I should be in that position. Why did they turn you down in the first place? Because when you're at work, you don't work, praise God. You don't do what you're supposed to do. But yet... Here we are in church. We're sitting in church thinking, man, why is that person singing all the time? You know, I should be up there singing. I should be up there preaching. I should be out there evangelizing. And the thing is that you never did anything in the first place for God to see something inside of you, praise God, that he placed inside of you that you didn't do anything about it. And he said, you know what? If you're not going to do it, I'm going to give it to somebody else. If you're not going to do what I told you to do, I'm going to tell this guy to do it. He's going to do it for me, praise God. God will remove it from you just like that one servant who didn't do anything with the talent that he gave him. He took it away from him and he gave it to somebody else. And we wonder why we got turned down for that promotion. And we wonder why, you know, we have 20 ministers, 10 ministers or whatever in a church and you're always preaching last or you're not even called to preach. You preach once. You know, you preach once, uh, you know, every three months or you preach three times a year or something like that. And you wonder and you but you're you're content and you think, well, well, you know, I, I, sh I think I should preach a little more. I, I deserve more pulpit time. Really? Do you <laughs> do you really deserve more pulpit time? Do you really deserve to get behind the pulpit of a church in four walls and preach the gospel when you don't even do it or display it at work? To your own family? To those you meet on the street, praise God? How, how is God going to trust you with that much when he, you, know, you don't even do the little thing that he's given you, praise God? We need to learn how to walk. In order to learn how to walk in God's will, we need to work the talent or the gift that God has given us in the first place. To whom much is given, much is required. If you're given much, God expects much from you. But if you're not given much, give what you can of what you have, and God will give you much. I'm not talking monetary, I'm not talking money here, I'm not talking financially, I'm talking about of what you have inside of yourself. What has God given you? Think to yourself, I want you to think to yourself, in order to walk in God's will, in order to have abundant life in Christ Jesus, what am I doing with what God has given me in this lifetime right now?
That's a good question. How are we doing with what God has doing? What are we doing with what God is doing? What God has given us, praise God. Now there's a good scripture here in in Romans chapter 12. Let's see if it comes out the first time. Nope. <laughs> Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2, and we should this is a really good one. To walk in the will of God and to realize God's will for our life, we need to um we need to we we should really go over this scripture really well. And it reads like this. I beseech you Therefore, brethren, I urge you, I beg of you, I exhort you, brethren, by the by God's mercy. Okay? By the mercies of God, by God's mercy that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. This is what we should do. Is to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. And do not, and here's the key verse right here. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. Be ye transformed. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. In, in Sunday's preaching, I, I brought this up. Praise God. But let's note the first verse in chapter 12 of Romans chapter 12. It says, I beseech you, I urge you that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. What does that mean to be a living sacrifice? That means we need to put to death something. A sacrifice is giving up something. A sacrifice is given, is leaving our old self behind. Amen? But the problem with the living sacrifice is that we can crawl off that sacrificial table. We can, we can, we can, we can tap out, you know? We can tap out, say, I had enough, I had enough. That's why Paul says, I urge you, brethren, to offer your bodies as a living, exact, living sacrifice. We need to die to our old self in order for us to live for Christ. I must decrease so that Christ may increase in our lives. To offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, we need to die to our old self and to live to Christ. And verse 2 in Romans chapter 12, and do not be conformed. Don't go along with the lemmings in this church. I mean, I'm sorry, in this world. <laughs> there are some lemmings in the church. I, they're there, praise God. And if you have discerning of spirit, you will know which lemmings they are. But I say, do not be conformed to this world. Don't be conformed. Don't do as the world does. Don't go with the flow, in other words. Don't do what they do because you're a child of God. Don't jump off the cliff like the pigs because you're a child of God. Don't conform yourself to this world. Don't do what they do. Don't listen what they listen to. Don't read what they read, what they watch, what they do. You're different. You're, you were created in the image of God. 
And your identity is in Christ Jesus. You know that saying says, what would Jesus do? Sometimes we got to stop and think, what would Jesus do? What would he do? <laughs> well, you know, Jesus did turn, you know, crack whips and flip tables at one point in time. Sometimes we need to do that to drive out the demons in our lives. Those demons might be some family members or some friends that, you know, hold you back from serving Christ. Hallelujah. Sometimes we need to crack whips and flip tables to get them away. You might scare them and spook them and stuff and they won't bother you again. Hallelujah. But we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We need to make a conscious decision up here to serve God. Because if we don't make a conscious decision to serve God up here, it's never going to happen right here. Because the enemy likes to attack our brains. He likes to attack our thought process. He likes to trip us up. But we need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, the changing of our minds. I'm in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. By doing this, if we offer our lives as a living sacrifice, if we die to our old self and we change our stinking thinking, then we will know what is acceptable, what is good, and the perfect will of God. I challenge you to ask God right now what your talent is. What is your talent? What is your gift that he's given you that you ignore? What is the gift that you hid? You see, when the master came back, he asked, you know, he came back, he asked the servants, yeah, you know, I gave you my precious things. What did you do with it? When Jesus comes for his church in the rapture or the time of judgment, He's going to ask you, what did you do with the thing that I gave you? You know the thing. <laughs> what did you do with it? What did you do with the talent and the gift that God has given you? Did you double it? Did you multiply it? Did you break even? You know, did you try it? It didn't work out. But did you try it? <laughs> did you try using it? Were you discouraged along the way? Did somebody mess you up with that gift? Did somebody say that you don't know how to use that gift? The thing is, though, they didn't give it to you. God gave it to you. So they can't tell you whether you know how to do it or not because it's not their gift. What has God given you that you are hiding from others? We've all heard the gospel. We've all heard the good news. We all heard that Jesus Christ is Lord. We all heard that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We all heard the good news, praise God. What did you do with what you heard? Did you spread the word? Did you tell others about the love of God? Time is getting close. Time is of the essence. I truly believe that Jesus is going to pick up his church soon. I truly believe we are going to get it caught. We're going to get caught in the air soon here. Praise God. We're going to go up to meet him. And when we do, I, I don't want to say, God, my bad. I, 
I didn't do what you told me to do. Is, is that what... Is that what you're going to say? I truly hope to God that's not what I say. So I invite you to search what God has given you in the name of Jesus. I hope you took this and this word of walking in the will of God. I didn't teach or preach too much in how to walk in God's will or walking in the will of God of more of using what God has given you because if you use what God has given you you're doing God's will and if you're doing in, if you're doing God's will then you're going to walk in abundance of life whether it's monetarily you know physically and you know stuff just having stuff I like stuff believe me you can ask my wife I I love stuff I like having things but what's more precious than silver or gold? The Bible says, Peter, John told uh, the lame man at the gate, silver and gold have I not, but what I do have I will give unto you. Get up in the name of Jesus. Take up, the, take up thy bed and walk. Use your gift. Use your talent. Search your heart. Pray to God. God, what did you give me? What was that that you gave me again? I, I, I think I misplaced it. What was that that you gave me? What is that what you gave me again? What did you tell me to do? How did you tell me to do it? You know, I, I, I don't want to be that servant that gets cast out into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. I don't want to be the gnashing of teeth place. I, don't, I just had my teeth done. Praise God. I don't want to go to the weeping and gnashing of teeth. I don't want to go there. What was it again, Lord, that you told me to do? And we need to search our hearts to figure out what that is in order and do it in the name of Jesus so that we can walk in the will of God. Amen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.